What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteX.com. So, a little time for a quiz here. If I were to ask you which leg exercise has led to more low back problems than any other in the gym, what would your answer be? Now, likely the top two answers are probably squats and deadlifts. And I am absolutely going to disagree because well executed, those exercises are going to do far more good for your entire body than they are damage. I'm actually talking about the exercise right here. Now, for those of you that know that I don't really like the leg extension, that's not even really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other version of this. I'm talking about the hamstring curl. You see, the hamstring curl, ironically, is one of the exercises that well-intentioned people do to strengthen their hamstrings that screws up more people's low backs than any other I've seen. As a matter of fact, the irony behind the entire exercise itself is they're doing it to strengthen their hamstrings, but when we talk about function, when we train, talk about training athletes, very rarely in function does an athlete ever need to have overwhelming strength of the knee flexion component of a hamstring's function. Now we talk about hip extension, that's a whole other ball game and that's something you really want to focus on. But doing something that isolates knee flexion here under heavy load is not going to do the trick, but it is going to screw up your low back and this is why. So I literally had to dust this damn thing off. You can see, Jesse, all the dust particles all over this thing. See them floating all over the place in air? because it's been in my basement. It never made it officially to the gym here for the official move, but I still have it for demo purposes. Now, what we do is we get down here and we get in position to do the exercise, and this is what causes all the problems. When I'm down here and I start to move heavier weight or get fatigued, what do we do? Well, we start to, as we're trying to pull up, we start to lift our butt up into the air. And some machines even place us in that position to start. They keep us up with our hips elevated, which is even worse. But when we're doing this here and we start to do this, what's really problematic about that is what's actually causing that. Now, why do we do it first? We do it because we know that we got to get our heels towards our butt. Okay, get the heels up towards our butt. Well, when we start to, you know, to have problems, what we do is we say, well, if we can't get my heel to my butt, I can get my butt to my heel. So if I lift my butt up, I'm going to shorten that distance and make it easier. But what I'm also doing is I'm shortening that moment arm to make it a little bit easier on the hamstring itself to execute that motion. Well, that's all well and good, but what it's actually doing is to cause this lift, I'm driving with my hip flexors into the pad. So right here, I'm driving up. And we know that if my hips, if my hips are driving actively into this pad, I can't move them anywhere because they're stuck, right? They're stuck in place here on that pad. So if I can't bring them through like this, what I could do is it will bring my body, again, up back in that direction. That is the recipe for disaster because what happens is as you really press hard on those hip flexors to drive up and to help those hamstrings work, you most often can cause some pretty significant uh, uh, spasm or unwanted tension into the hip flexors, the psoas itself, that goes through the body and attaches right down into the lumbar vertebrae causing all kinds of low back spasm and pain and strains and everything else that you don't want there. And that can be pretty long standing. And you may have, uh, have actually experienced this after having done some leg uh, curls and then getting up and even if not just right away, maybe later on that night or the next day, your back is killing you. This is what's happening. And it's no better if we try to do the standing leg curl. Because if I do, uh, come on this side, if I do the standing leg curl, the same deal is I still have my leg anchored in here, and as I try to get my heel up, I try to lift and push into the pad here as well. The same thing's happening on that hip flexor up against that pad. So now, 
Why do we, what, what can we do instead? Well, again, let's be a little bit more athletic about it. Let's not focus on strengthening the knee flexion component of our hamstrings. Because again, if we were trying to do something athletic and I want knee flexion, normally in any athletic movement, when I'm on my feet, all I have to do is let gravity win. Meaning, if gravity wins, I bend my knees. I don't have to actively pull myself down to get there. So we don't need that so much. And even for the people that might argue, well, when I'm running, don't you, doesn't your leg come up when you run? Not really. When you're in stance mode, if I'm running, as I get here through mid-stance and I pass through, the leg is actually being brought and powered through the hamstring into hip extension, but then it's just sort of a, a, a momentum where my leg continues to go up in the air and kick past there. But you certainly don't need a lot of power and force to lift up against the force of gravity here. So we want things that are going to allow two things. Number one, a little bit more athletic where we can get co-contraction of the glutes and the hamstrings at the same time. And I've covered this before on an exercise like the glute ham raise. And what we have with the glute ham raise is the ability for the hamstrings and glutes to work at the same time. Now, properly executed is the key. You don't want to do what I'm showing you here, which is once again shortening that movement and doing the same thing where you drive your knees into that pad. If you maintain a long torso and you come all the way up, now you're actually making sure that the hamstrings are doing their job, but they're getting a heavy dose of, of work and assistance from the glutes. If you have to do anything here to help yourself up, you just use your hands as a self-spotting technique, but you don't compromise and start driving into that, those knees into the pad to cause the same problems with hip flexion. But you can actually do even a better thing here by laying on the floor and doing other alternative exercises like the barbell hip thrust. Again, a great exercise for athletes because we're taking away the opportunity for the hips to be driving isometrically into some pad that would cause the low back to start having problems. And we could even do this with no barbells at all by doing these bridge curls, where we basically are allowing ourselves to let the legs slide out and then bring them back in again. Again, always trying to focus on keeping the pelvis up high to make sure that the hip extension component of the hamstring strengthening is key. And finally, we could even do this with a physio ball if we need the extra assistance here and to make it a little bit easier. But no matter what we do, we want to train like athletes, guys. And the focus is you, want, you got to get the things that matter the most when it comes to training a muscle and try to discard the things that don't work. And here, I know it's a popular exercise, and I know it's something that we always do, but why? You have to ask yourself that question sometimes, and if the answer doesn't really line up with the science, then maybe you got to rethink your training. So guys, if you're looking for a program that puts the science back in strength as a physical therapist and somebody that has to prioritize the things that work because I'm applying it to real athletes in real situations where they have to thrive, that's what Athlinex is all about. You guys can train the same way. Train like an athlete over at athlinex.com. If you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what else you want me to cover, and I'll do my best to do that for you in the days and weeks ahead. All right, see you soon.